0: People of your what's on, are
1: Everybody, welcome to Conspiracy, the show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? I'm Olivia Heidar. We are your hosts. Olivia, how excited are you to be talking about the legitimate origins of civilization today?
0: I mean, I'm always happy to be talking about the legitimate origins of civilization. (laughs) That's one of my favorite topics of discussion.
1: Right. And I am...
0: I'm, I'm actually pretty excited to be on this episode talking about this movie. This is kind of like a very seminal, important film in a lot of ways, even if it's maybe not a good film. It's important.
1: It's definitely more important than Trump versus the Illuminati, which we covered <laughs> on a bonus episode last
0: week. Yeah. I would just like to say nothing makes Chariots <laughs> of the Gods look better than watching <laughs> Trump versus the Illuminati immediately afterwards.
1: Yeah, we're covering, like Olivia just said, Chariots of the Gods, (laughs) which is kind of the, it's not the starting point for ancient alien theory, but it is the starting point for the popularization of ancient alien theory in the United States is the book and movie Chariots of the Gods. And because we are not, interested in exerting more effort than we need to, we are covering the documentary Chariots of the Gods. I'm not
0: reading that book. No, thank you.
1: We're almost doing him a favor because as it turns out, there's things in that book that along with all the other untruths that have come out of ancient alien theory, there are some that were so blatant that he had to cut them for the movie version. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of doing him a favor. Yeah,
0: I would just, like, up front, it is actually, it's almost impressive the amount of bullshit that is crammed into 90 minutes. Like, just every single second is filled with some form of bullshit. And that
1: takes a lot of work. It really does. And he had time to... (laughs) To get that work done, we'll explain why in a little bit, but (laughs) we should talk about the guy who wrote Chariots of the Gods first. This is Chariots of the Gods. It's a book that came out in 1968 and the documentary version came out in 1970. And this is, again, for all intents and purposes, this is where ancient alien theory becomes popular in the United States. Right? He is by no means the first person to suggest this idea right because that's one of the first things you got to take into account about eric von daniken who is the swiss writer who wrote chariots of the gods mm-hmm. is that he's not a scientist he's just a writer yeah he
0: is a con artist
1: but he's, let's he's just, a fraud let's, yes and probably is, is a nazi a f- but
0: fully a con artist who was convicted of fraud and embezzlement multiple times and before becoming a preeminent ancient alien scholar
1: this is right up there with scientology in that it's so obviously a fabrication but so many people still believe it is true and real like scientology if you read that origin story like the guy that started scientology l ron hubbard Their whole thing is, oh, mental health and psychiatry is a sham. He was denied mental health care in the Navy like six months before he decided he was going to start an anti-mental health care cult that was based in science fiction. He was also an established science fiction writer. It's pretend, and so is ancient alien theory. Yes,
0: ancient alien theory is a blatantly racist theory that is just willfully ignorant of any advances in anthropology and archaeology that have been made throughout the years and is solely asserting facts without backing it up with any sort of fact-based explanation. So, like, it'll say, like, and look at this, this statue. Doesn't it look like a man in a space suit with an oxygen mask? doesn't it appear that this is depicting some sort of alien life form moving on <laughs> <laughs> that is 90 minutes of this that is this movie
1: well that's the whole thing that's ancient aliens in general because it's concerning enough that this book and movie became so popular and kind of remains so popular yeah. but this is also now a tv show that i don't they got to be up to like 25 or 30 seasons like it's simpsons length at this point
0: it's still currently on the air i think so if i mean i i know there's stuff like it on the air absolutely but i am not i don't keep up with what is actually
1: on tv very well okay well this says there's only four seasons that's not right what are we talking about that there are seem eighteen low. seasons, two hundred and ten episodes. Jesus of fucking Christ! Aliens. I, I don't know if it's still How, going, but it'll be back if it's not. Like we're you're in episode one hundred and
0: fifty, and you're like, "Yep, it, the pyramids. They're still <laughs> aliens. It's still that's still what we believe." What Moving there, on.
1: Yeah, what can there be left to talk about?
0: I feel like this movie basically covers it all.
1: Yeah, like I get it. You think time traveling white men built this civilization. Is so, this is
0: why we'll go through this movie. I, I like I'm assuming as much beat by beat as we can, but like it's going to get repetitive after a certain bit because the movie is repetitive. It's very hypnotic, honestly. Yeah, I, it feels look, like an
1: MKUltra experiment. Like yeah, they were just trying yeah. to lull everyone into thinking <laughs> This through through cool and calm narration, right? Like there's a very scholarly vibe about this documentary, right? You, you
0: feel like someone somewhere is watching this like Clockwork Orange style,
1: just like uh, with and their eyes the thing pulled open. That could be. Yeah, you know I mean
0: maybe. I will say though, especially having just watched Trump versus the Illuminati, I didn't dislike watching this movie at all. I actually generally enjoyed the experience of watching this movie even if every five minutes i'm like well that doesn't make any sense you need to explain what that means and then it moves on yeah but like i still basically enjoyed watching a bunch of national geographic stock footage (laughs) with a gentle narration over it
1: so i take it you have not watched the series the tv show ancient aliens yeah
0: I, I've never watched a whole episode. I've See, seen bits and pieces, but.
1: I've watched maybe 10 seasons of it. <laughs> and that's what made this boring for me is not only had I heard everything oh, in here, but I've heard it presented by a guy with crazy hair who every yeah. once in a while just goes aliens like in the meme. <laughs> right. I I want to be clear. I, I thought this was boring. You, <laughs> okay.
0: Like, I want to be clear that it was boring. Boring, and I have absolutely heard every single fucking thing that was mentioned in it. But that didn't mean I disliked watching
1: it. In, yeah, there's cool footage. You know, cool I, footage for you know sure. what I
0: mean? Like, I disliked watching Trump versus the Illuminati, which is the only <laughs> thing I can really compare stuff to right Anymore, now. More like ever, yeah, <laughs> ever, forever. But like, I hated watching. It felt bad. Whereas watching this, I'm like, I'm I'm smoking weed. This guy is clearly smoking weed, <laughs> and I'm watching some some nature footage. I like to watch, like I said, National Geographic stock footage, basically. I basically am having a decent time watching this. Bo- I did fall asleep. You know, I absolutely fell asleep about an hour in and had to finish it this morning. But yeah, I basically had a good time. It still sucks. It's still very bad.
1: Yeah, the reason I was so into the series is they got me at first because they do that thing that I hate that so many conspiracy theory based things do where they'll show you all of this evidence, but they won't show you the evidence that what they're showing you is fake. And yeah. that drives me insane because That's, it's it's not enough to be like draw your own conclusions. It's right. like give people the necessary information to draw their own conclusions first. Because once you dig into a damn near everything presented on ancient aliens, yeah. It's pretty easy to debunk or explain. There's a couple things it's, that are still sorta of up in the air as to what they yeah. are, but that doesn't mean white male time travelers told society how to live well and that's the thing that is just all that they have when it comes to the conspiracy
0: evidence it's always one step removed from actual evidence it's always there was one report that said that this could possibly be a representation of aliens but it never says what that report is it never says what the report was on again there's no citation throughout this movie and throughout anything. And I'm sure in the ancient alien series, it's just no. like we heard, take our word for it, that someone else who knew what they were talking about verified what we believe.
1: Right. And I mean, that's when they're not just straight up lying. And the the reason it's a problem, obviously uh, it's spun off into this huge series, but even back then, it was so popular.
0: Yeah. Like, it, was, it was
1: huge. This book, we're going to link to a Playboy interview from 1974 with Eric Von Daniken, who is the author mm-hmm. of this book. By the time that interview came out, this book had sold 5 million copies and was on its 44th paperback printing. God. The documentary was nominated for best documentary of the yeah. year. It didn't win. No. Uh But it was the ninth highest grossing film of 1970. So, yeah, it's huge. It it was gigantic. So it's not like this came out and the public was immediately like, okay, whatever. Right. It wasn't an obscure
0: cult object at the time. Like, it's not something that kind of came out and a bunch of weirdos watched and that spread by word of mouth. It was a bestseller. It's a... A movie based on a huge book.
1: It is a shockingly representative example of those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. Because (laughs) almost as soon as this came out in the late 60s, early 70s, there were books and articles and people who just fucking stood up in their chair and were like, this is bullshit. Yeah. This is nonsense.
0: Roger Ebert called it science fiction In his review,
1: there were whole books written that were just a rebuttal to Chariots of the Gods. Carl Sagan, the things Carl Sagan says about Eric Von Daniken. Oof, bad times. Yeah. And we mentioned that Playboy article. That's a really good example of someone just ripping ancient alien (laughs) theory apart. And it's an interview with the writer, which is what makes it so interesting. And like among other... Crimes. If you're presenting a fucking scientific book, like not an actual crime, but you can't do things like, say, Carl Sagan believes that some of the moons on Mars are artificial. Yeah. What he actually means is Carl Sagan commented once. On a study that claimed there were artificial moons on Mars. And when he commented on it, he was like, "Mm, no, that's not. that's not a thing. Probably not. But when it gets to the ancient aliens book, he's like, Carl Sagan believes it. He talked about it. That's the kind of trickeration that's going on all throughout (laughs) ancient alien theory. Yeah. It's not just oh well okay you shot down this one thing but what about all these other things? It's like how much right. fucking time do you have? The only thing that's sort of still up in the air is the Nazca lines.
0: Sure, but even those you can explain. Like we know readily. how they
1: were made, but people right. are like there's still differing theories on what they were for. Right, of
0: course, yeah. There's all- an airport, but this is the thing, and a lot of conspiracy theories are, especially the scientific ones. And this you get creationists who do this, too. It's very similar where they just look for those little gaps where there's still mystery in the universe. And they're like, well, that mystery is us. It's our idea. That's what that is. But the whole thing about science and what makes it rad when it works is that it's a bunch of people who are have different ideas Who are testing out new things and especially when it comes to like anthropology and archaeology and stuff where you're studying ancient cultures. You're never going to really know exactly the truth unless they fucking write it down and a lot of these civilizations didn't do that stuff like that. So like you're never going to 100% know what the Nazca lines are for and that's fine. But we know that people made them. And we know that they weren't for aliens because it doesn't make any fucking sense.
1: Yeah. And before we dive into the documentary, we are morally (laughs) obligated to talk about Eric Von Daniken and his background. He's the author of Chariots of the Gods. And since then, just dozens and dozens of other books. He even to this day has a series on... Gaia or whatever that weird <laughs> video network is that's like an educational thing, but also weirdly conspiracy theory, conspirituality leaning. He's got like I, a whole series on Gaia about like I, yeah. everything you think about history is wrong. That's his actual voice. I know that's surprising everybody. Oh, wow, yeah, it. von Daniken. That's what, wow, that's interesting. Derek von Daniken, Swiss writer, and <laughs> theory proponent.
0: Oh, he sounds like the guy from Roswell. What was that
1: guy's name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah
0: the cajun guy eric von daniken in the morning your drivetown dj <laughs> wow i'd listen
1: yeah hell yeah yeah his these books the movie when it came out almost unanimously written off as pseudoscience and pseudo archaeology yeah. and the thing is we mentioned already he's not a scientist any of us could have written chariots of the gods because yes. all he did and that like there's no fault in this like the, a lot of books are written this way but it's just him gathering a bunch of other work together and right. presenting a a new work the problem is he's not saying anything new it's no. one thing to gather together A bunch of sources like we do it with the podcast, I guess, more so with like the Unpopular Opinion podcast. But that's usually a bunch of different stories that are put together to lead to a different or bigger point. Right. This is just him repackaging. Oh, yeah. Points that have been made before. It's, It's fully recitation. Not only is he
0: repackaging points that have been made before, he's not doing it by citing things specific right. works that he, he's just saying this looks like this and he never says anything in a declarative. It's always in a question or citing it to other people, which is a thing that we've seen in other conspiracy media, like that Kubrick thing that we watch, right? Where every claim is based on a, doesn't this look like a blah, 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 or people have claimed that blah, blah, blah with no further Explanation, just that.
1: And that's a good reference here because with the Kubrick thing, what often gets left out of that conspiracy theory is that that theory started as a satire article on the internet. And as it turns out, with ancient alien theory, there was an article in Skeptic Magazine in 2004 that traced the roots of ancient alien theory to hp lovecraft stories specifically call of cthulhu and at the mountains of madness yeah and let me tell you a racist theory originating with hp lovecraft that well wait wait a minute that That really tracks
0: that man did not have a racist (laughs) bone in his body but he, he had bones. No, he had a racist fucking gene pool all throughout. Like that guy was race so racist that people at the time were like, hey, man, chill out. <laughs> You're taking it a little too far. And that's like in the fucking 20s. So,
1: yeah. So it makes sense that it would come from him. Right.
0: Not only is it Lovecraft, obviously, but there's plenty of sci fi stories that are about like that's a common sci fi trope. What if? these things that you thought were actually done by aliens. And it's like, there's nothing behind that. And one of my biggest problems with the movie is that it's not cohesive. Kind of going towards what you're saying about, it's not building toward a larger point. It's just this and then this and then this and then this. All of the elements that they introduce and show are very different and are like, presenting different symbols and like not making sense with one another. Like in one of them, they talk about how doesn't this look like a lunar lander? And I'm like, well, why would the aliens make a lunar lander that looks like NASA equipment? (laughs) (laughs) And like, there's a thing where they're like, doesn't this look like an oxygen mask? And I'm like, Why would an alien need an oxygen mask (laughs) on Earth? It's just throwing everything at the wall and it just saying, look, watch how it sticks.
1: Yeah, there's no evidence cited at any point in the book. Maybe like I'm sure there's footnotes and bibliographies or something. I don't know. But,
0: you know, we'll never know because we'll never read that book.
1: But most of it is just presented in that uh, here isn't this weird kind of way. Yeah, I think what proponents of ancient alien theory and Eric Von Daniken himself don't want to accept is that their theory is no different than faith. Like they're asking us to believe in a different God. That's all they're doing. They're saying, no, of course, this wasn't deities coming down from the sky that people were seeing. It was time traveling white men. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, now that you put it that way, yeah, all the science makes sense. Right. It's like that's no – that is just another creation myth. That's yeah. just another god story. This Absolutely. still isn't science. It's right. not even fucking close. It's
0: not even Prometheus by Ridley Scott. But he did and base I, some
1: of Prometheus on well, it. Yeah,
0: no, here. for sure. But that movie, what makes that movie <laughs> rule is that they get to the planet and they find the people that made humans and the people that made humans are like, why did you make us? And the things are like, we don't even know you. We don't give a shit what the? Yeah. F- <laughs> we made you because we farted and like we just <laughs> felt like doing it. It's so yeah. good.
1: The other thing you got to take into account about Eric Von Daniken, at least early in life, he was a little bit of a criminal. At yes, he, yes. At 19, he was given a four-month suspended sentence for stealing money from a youth camp he was working at as a counselor. Mm-hmm. NBD. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, a psychiatrist who examined him at the time said he displayed, quote, a tendency to lie. Sure. But don't let that deter you, ancient alien believers. Right. Not long after that, he ran off to Egypt and got involved in some kind of shady jewelry deal and ended up spending nine months in jail over that. (laughs) He claims he had a vision while in his jail cell, but never said explicitly what that vision was. Sure, But apparently it involved him embezzling money from his hotel job to finance a bullshit book about ancient astronauts, because that's what he spent the next 12 years doing. This book is... Financed through embezzled money that Eric von Daniken stole from his employer, and that's how he got caught. He was working at a hotel, and eventually, people were like, "How are you making all these fucking trips to Egypt, dude? <laughs> what are you doing?" And it turned out, yeah, he was just stealing money left and right from his employer. So he, you know what, did a year you, in prison for that.
0: You love the the ambition, I gotta say, <laughs> don't you? Like the hutzpah.
1: At his trial, a court-appointed psychiatrist described him as a liar and a criminal psychopath. (laughs) He Uh, is. But also a genius. Sure. Yeah.
0: Also a visionary, yeah, who saw through the truth of the world.
1: Yeah. I'm sure they called every prophet a psychopath at some point. (laughs) Right, of course. (laughs) I felt gross just saying that. Yeah, Yeah, seriously, Jesus. But the thing is, by this point, he had already published Chariots of the Gods. So by the yeah. time he was caught and served a year in prison, that just gave him time to write his second book. Like he had the money to pay back the $130,000. So he just like took a took a vacay. Yeah. Granted, a vacay in. Well, no, it would have been a Swiss prison. So, yeah, he took he went on vacation for a year.
0: Yeah. I mean, hey, I, you know, I've, I've been in worse.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Uh I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> all the places I know you go oh, fucking right. I, I bet mean, you hey, not. look, we've talked. <laughs> yeah, that was more based on what I imagine a Swiss prison is like. I've I've seen pictures. They look nice. They seem nice, yeah. Yeah. Which uh not the worst thing. I'm not mad No, at I that. think
0: prisons could be nicer.
1: Yeah. Especially in this country. Holy shit. I mean,
0: look, we can't get into an abolition <laughs> sidebar
1: on this episode. There's too much. So all of this by itself is enough reason to call the motives of the guy who wrote, ancient alien theory or who popularized (laughs) it into question. But in that Playboy interview we mentioned earlier which I cannot recommend enough. The only thing I don't like about it is that there's no video. Yeah. Because this is an actual journalist who asks actual questions. At one point, Eric Von Daniken says, I feel like I'm being interrogated. And it's like, (laughs) well then don't tell us civilization was started by time travelers, dude. Someone is going to interrogate you over an opinion like that. And let me tell you, he does not hold up well. No, he doesn't make a convincing argument when presented with facts. For one thing, there's this quote because he gets accused by this writer of, you know, just kind of cherry picking ideas and then ignoring the stuff that doesn't fit his theory, even if it would undermine his theory. And here is his uh, ironclad defense of that. It's true that I accept what I like and reject what I don't like. But every theologian does the same. Everyone accepts what he needs for his theory. And to the rest, he says, that's a misunderstanding. It's like, well, then what the fuck are we talking about?
0: I mean, he's not wrong.
1: Of course.
0: But but also he is kind of giving away the game there.
1: And one of the things the writer interviewing him mentions is, well, in your book, you just outright dismiss theologians as basing all of their theories on nonsense and like why so now you're just saying well i do what the theologians do but you're saying theologians aren't doing things the right way and that you have like a more scientifically provable answer when you clearly don't and he was just like "Eh, what are you gonna do so you say (laughs) yeah They also ask him about a few different things in his books and movies that have been called into question, like how he says he visited a cave in Ecuador that has a Mm. library of gold plates from a lost civilization inside it, along with seven chairs made of a plastic like material and a zoo of solid gold animals. Wow. They should have put that in the movie. They really should have. That would have been cool. I would have liked to see it. But yeah. As it turns out, the guy he says took him to that cave came out later and said, "No, I didn't. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't go to." He, he actually said Eric Von Daniken had never been in those caves. Of course. And when the interviewer asks him about that, he tap dances around it and says that he didn't go in the caves with that guy. Right. But that he did go in the caves, but that he also didn't go in the caves described, or he didn't go in the caves through the entrance described in his book. He went through a different entrance. The back door, yeah. And also, he had never actually been to any of the areas shown in pictures in the book. But beyond that, dude, of course he went to the caves. What are you talking about? Like, it seems like there would be no defense once you admit all that. Like, yeah, I didn't actually go. I just wrote it. And there is none. His defense is, well, I'm taking creative liberties. That's what right. That's what we do as writers. And it's like, not if you're calling your book science. I mean, this is, it's actually kind of just an interesting
0: insight into a pathological liar in that he did not have to mention a specific real person. That would have saved him a lot of trouble. If he, he said- I'm going, I went into the cave with this guy. Like, right. why wouldn't you just name a fake person or just say, I went in alone? Why name a real person
1: who will then discredit your story? Also, his German publisher financed an expedition to these caves after all of these stories came out. And guess what? What? I couldn't reach them for some hmm. reason. Eric Von Daniken could. Uh, right. Well, of course,
0: he's a Superman. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the Ubermensch. He's <laughs> an
1: experienced... <laughs> terrain coverer. Yeah,
0: he's a caver. He goes caving. I don't know. He's one of, he's (laughs) like those girls from the descent. Yeah, he's a fraud. He's a con man.
1: Yeah, I'm sure everything else in the book is true though. Sure. Uh, Except probably not because the Playboy interviewer also asks about a theory that Von Daniken presents in a different book, which is called Gold of the Gods. I think that's the Mm -hmm. one he wrote in prison after Chariot of the Gods came out. (laughs) (laughs) And in that, book there is a theory that suggests the banana was brought to earth from space sure and this writer is like were you serious about that or were you joking and eric von daniken's like of course i was joking people, ah! people just didn't realize it and it's like well because you're writing a book that you say is based on science <laughs> and since when are scientists dropping their bananas fell to earth from space bits into their legitimate science like why would anyone (laughs) assume you were joking like what the fuck
0: i mean yeah he seems like a complete nutcase i mean yeah he's a piece of work pathological liar it's kind of the vibe i get from him
1: yeah and it seems like the vibe psychiatry has gotten about him throughout his life and so once he admits all of this was just made up nonsense they ask him the next obvious question here's a quote that leads us to ask if all your writing is a put on are you as one writer suggested the most brilliant satirist in german literature for a century and his answer uh, yes and no we have a wonderful <laughs> term in german jane it's a combination of Ja and Nein. so yes and no wouldn't it be jane jane yes or Jain. It would
0: be Jain because it's ya ja and nein. Oh, yeah, Jain Yes and no, Jain. So that was his
1: answer, whether <laughs> if, if you're the most brilliant satirist in German literature for a century, Jain. In and some part, that, absolutely not. That means yes and no. In some part, absolutely not. I mean what I say seriously. In other ways, I mean to make people laugh. Oh, uh, okay, well, where's the disclaimer to that effect on any yeah. of your
0: work he's He's like the joker he just is he just wants to make people laugh,
1: yeah, it's a really revealing interview like if you have found yourself sucked into ancient alien theory, please go read this interview with Eric von Daniken and at least get more of a feel. For the person who came up with this theory. Yeah. Because he is a fucking fraud. And there's more. Because there's another detail I did not know about this book until researching it for this episode. This almost never comes up, but it sort of backs up the theory that ancient alien theory is some Nazi bullshit. Yeah, The book Chariots of the Gods was rejected several times by publishers until it was extensively rewritten by a guy named Wilhelm... Uterman, who is. Excuse me, I I believe it's pronounced
0: Wilhelm (laughs) Uterman.
1: Correct. Fun fact about that guy most bios describe him as, quote, a best selling Nazi author. (laughs) And if nothing else, he definitely contributed to (gasps) Völkischer Biobachter, or the Völkisch Observer, the official newspaper of the Third Reich. So that's cool. Oh. Cool. Beyond that, there's nothing Nazi or white supremacist yeah, about this. You love
0: to have that in your bio. Best selling <laughs> yeah. Nazi author.
1: Yeah. He just had his manuscript whipped into shape by the Third Reich. That doesn't make this a Nazi idea.
0: Come on. How how did this guy live? You know, <laughs> like just in general, like how did he escape? I want to know that story. If he was literally editor of the Nazi newspaper in World War II, how's I think, he living? I think he's just a
1: contributor.
0: Contributor, sure.
1: Okay. He went on to yeah. make movies like after World War II, like he was a German filmmaker. So, yeah. He apparently off scot free. How? How? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know because we really <laughs> cracked down on ex Nazis after yeah, World War II. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, you know, why didn't Magneto go after this guy?
0: I, that's what I want to know. <laughs>
1: So let's go through the documentary. We're not going to hit it beat for beat, but we can talk about it because I'm going to be honest. I fell asleep. Well, of course, (laughs) we literally cannot get it beat for beat because it is the
0: same beat. We, We can only cover so many examples of, oh, well, this is made up. There's nothing to this. This is all just bullshit. Like he doesn't offer any sources. He just says, wouldn't it be cool if this were aliens moving on?
1: Yeah, and it's presented in that very scholarly or educational way that a lot of documentaries used to be. Like, before we realized, you know, you could you could have fucking Tarantino narr- narrate this if you want. Like, that could be Samuel L. Jackson, and you're hiring this guy? Uh,
0: going to its pleasurable viewing experience, it feels like watching a kind of boring PBS documentary. And that's kind of just a
1: soothing vibe. Yeah, it's definitely that. It's definitely got some ASMR vibes yeah. to it. Like, it's not going to make you tense listening no. to it. I mean, unless you're, like, Googling the actual facts behind yeah, it, I mean, look, you're being you got, presented.
0: You kind of got to let go of reality to enjoy it at all.
1: It starts by talking about cargo cults, which were yes. a thing that happened uh, around World War II especially, or that's when it became popularized. And it yeah, it was a thing where allied forces in World War II would come into contact with tribes or civilizations that had never seen flying machines or anything right. of the like. And they would land and they would bring them supplies. And then when they'd leave, people would build monuments and things to try and entice right. them. come back and people let me tell you that's kind of the crux of ancient alien theory it's uh hey you know how that happened in world war ii that happened like all throughout history but it was just like time travelers and people coming from space that
0: is not a terrible logical leap that's a logical leap that i can follow and i understand but like you are going to need some serious evidence in order to make it stick as reality and that's not presented also, I feel like all of the footage of the Cargo Colts was totally staged.
1: Oh, it had to be. Right? Yeah. It, it felt so fake. Yeah, that had Faces of Death vibes, to it.
0: Yeah. And, like, the plane looked way too neat and, like,
1: it just didn't fit. And, and also, yeah, it, wouldn't they have just turned to the person with the camera and been like, oh, you're one of them, right? You got oh, you've camera. got a camera. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Or do I do they mean, just like, have cam- well, we have cameras. We're not, well, savages. they're used
0: to cameras now at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't true. know. I don't know. It felt staged. Their whole ritual thing that the film opens with felt rehearsed.
1: Yeah. It reminded me of, I've, I mentioned Faces of Death already. I remember even when I was watching that as an impressionable kid. Yeah. I remember there's this scene. It's like a torture interrogation scene. Mm -hmm. And I remember being horrified, but then after a while, I'm like, how are they getting all these camera angles? This is (laughs) really well shot. It's the camera
0: angles. That's what gets you. That's what gets the bad found footage movies, too. Yes. Because one of my favorites is Into the Storm, which is the tornado found footage
1: movie. (laughs) I have not seen that.
0: It's very bad, but fun. But like, it's the found footage conceit in that movie makes no sense. There are there will suddenly be like. A camera, like, right in this zoom angle with no explanation. It's so strange. Anyway, but yeah, <laughs> it does seem like whenever you're watching footage like this, the camera angles give it away. Because that means people had to stop filming and move and set up this camera again and start shooting again. That just adds artificiality.
1: Yeah, it's edited together like there's different angle. Like, they wouldn't have just sat there and let that happen, right. would they? There's no way. I re- yeah,
0: I think I've only seen parts of Faces of Death. I don't think I've ever sat through the whole thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's there's some stuff in it that I assume is real. Like, there's some things that seem like they couldn't have been Maybe. recreated. But, yeah, a lot of it is just nonsense. Yeah. Just like Ancient Alien Theory. The, yes, the yeah. The face is a death of science. Yeah. Ancient Alien Theory is. It
0: is the death of science.
1: <laughs> so... Yeah, that's kind of the theory here is that all of the world's religions started in this exact way with visitors from outer space or from the skies landing and imparting knowledge on people, which, again, that's just origin stories like a lot of like a a lot of religions and groups have belief systems that work that way and the problem is this doesn't present any extra evidence to support that idea
0: no and it's very western in addition to being racist it's also just generally western chauvinist modern western chauvinist and that it assumes that any culture that wasn't european from the past could not achieve anything it has no concept of human ability right. like humans are capable of doing insane things when we all get together and put our minds to it like throughout history crazy things have been done and like they are tough to explain but they existed like the library of alexandria we know that existed yeah even though it disappeared but like There's knowledge there. They had knowledge that they shared with each other and they knew how to make things like the whole thing with the pyramids. Again, the whole thing, all they do is say, doesn't it seem so hard to believe that people from so long ago could build something like this? With these heavy bricks and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, it's hard to believe,
1: but it happened. We have the fucking pyramids. People did crazy shit. And a lot of times with stuff like that, where they're like, can you believe? Like, would you, how would they have done this? They'll sometimes back it up by saying, we can't do it now. Like, this would take someone doing it now a lot of time. And it's like... Well, then those aren't time travelers because right. we forgot. Right. Like, when yeah. do we learn how to build pyramids right. again and then we come back? And what were we even trying to build if there and were And no also, like, like, what is happening?
0: I think there's lots of things that people in the past could do that I personally, as a person now, could not do. I know that. I know that most people couldn't do things like. Mongolian archers from like the 1600s, you know, like doing insane things with bows and arrows on a horse. And almost no one can do that anymore because there's not a need for horseback archery in the same way.
1: Even when they talk about stuff like they're sort of being evidence that maybe there was a nuclear explosion at some point on Earth in the past, it's like, Uh, listen, maybe, but also still doesn't mean aliens could just mean there was knowledge we had that has since been lost.
0: But also the nuclear explosion thing was a stretch (laughs) even by this movie. I could not believe that leap of like. It's a nuclear explosion,
1: bro. And it's also like, okay, well, what else could have come down from the skies and caused an explosion like that? Any number of things, meteors, asteroids, comets, fucking time travelers in airplanes. That's assuming
0: that there was an explosion. We are here thousands (laughs) of years later. We don't know what happened. We are looking at surface level evidence and making these... conclusions that don't make any fucking sense and again like i said about it being so western chauvinist there's like there's so many points that made me so angry like when they they're talking about in iraq how they found an ancient device that could be used to make a an electric cell like a battery right and then the narrator's like yet Count Volta invented the electric cell 1,500 years later. I'm like, well, then maybe he wasn't the first fucking person to do it. Seems like these
1: people in Iraq figured it out a thousand years earlier. So maybe he wasn't that special. And maybe someone went to Iraq and found the instructions for how to make something like that and took it back to Europe. And they were like, all right. I mean, maybe we're going to make this, but also destroy that evidence that shows that we're not the ones who invented it. I
0: mean, that's possible. But also, it's also possible that just like people forgot how to make batteries across cultures (laughs) and then someone else, quote, reinvented it. Parallel thinking happens all the time. And then another quote that just, again, drove me insane was they were looking at it was somewhere in what they call the Near East, which I think is the (laughs) Middle East. I'm not exactly sure. But he said, looking at this archaeological discovery of a polished lens that's very old, that's like – and he says, polished lenses weren't executed in Europe before the 16th century, and yet this one was found in the Near East. And is almost two thousand years old. I'm like, okay, well then,
1: <laughs> yeah. So what they
0: found? Then first. it was like the, the what? What's the you're saying that only a European could have invented <laughs> the polished lens? Like, what is the comparison here? Well, here's this the thing. is just proving that there was someone who made it earlier. That
1: is what they're saying is the problem. I know, but still, problem. like. Oh man, a lot of this, when Olivia says this documentary gets repetitive, it's because what it does, one of the first things they get into is examples of the Bible seeming to cite things that seem like they're a little more modern than they should be, or like advanced technology or visitors from outer space. And then they do that with every possible religious text and book and anything that they can do for the next two hours.
0: Every cave painting, they show this cave painting towards the end that was from Russia, I think, that literally came from a Russian newsletter about ancient aliens. Like, it was a made-up cave painting for a newsletter that then was put on a cave and they took pictures of it for the movie and said, this is a cave painting from thousands of years ago showing ancient aliens.
1: Yeah, it's one of the many things the Playboy interview calls him out over. Yeah. And it turns out he, I don't think, ever saw that painting. Never, yeah, there's like not. never even any confirmation that it was ever real. Like no. it's just nonsense. And there's a whole lot of that. There's a lot of him cherry picking quotes from the Bible and then ignoring other quotes. Like in one religious text, it mentions that something that came down from the sky had the face of a man. And then this playboy writer is like, "Yeah, but it also says that one of them had like the face of a cow and one of them had yeah. the face of an eagle." It's like, "Well, what about those?" And like he answers him, but it's like, "Well, why don't you address that in the book?" And it's because this is a bullshit theory. Yes. <laughs> like that's the only answer. There we go. <laughs> and Again, I fell asleep before this documentary ended, but I fucking get it. So I'm not sure. Maybe you can tell me. Does the sure. Iron Pillar of Delhi come up? Uh, No, I don't okay. believe so. It better not, because here's the thing about the Iron Pillar of Delhi. This comes up in the book version of Chariots of the Gods, which came out in 1968. And he cites it as just one of the most definitive pieces of proof that there was alien intervention in human society at some point because the pillar of delhi it's just this iron pillar it's like an iron post that is thousands of years old which is so old and it's barely rusted and it's still standing Mm -hmm. and he presents it in chariots of the gods as one it has no rust on it and two no one knows where it came from Or how it was constructed. And well before this book was published, people addressed all of that. And Mm -hmm. by the time (laughs) the book was published, they did know how it was constructed. And it does have some rust on it. It's just the way these particular alloys were put together. (laughs) It's not as prone to rust as other metals. So it's a neat thing. Yeah, very cool. But its existence and creation has been explained. And he just conveniently leaves that part out of the book. So, of course, it's good that it's not in the movie, but it's also another example of what kind of thinking went in to right. coming up with this theory. It's none. It's confirmation bias. It's it, it just
0: <laughs> honestly, you know, I know that it's racist and evil, but like just the vibe of the narration It feels like you're listening to a stoner in 1969. Just do stream of consciousness, man, about like the fucking crazy shit you can find out in the world. And I bet fucking aliens are involved, man. Because, again, you know, like we said, there's never any concrete point. It's always like, but man, doesn't it look like a space suit, man? That's that over and over.
1: Yeah, and it's like people wore masks back then. Like people wore all or, kinds of fucking accoutrements in and their rituals. Fu- but also people were fucking creative yeah. and would sometimes
0: like draw fiction on their, you know, and that's what we're finding. Or also, you know, this was something I was thinking about a lot. Because we watched, you know, the whole documentary just had a lot of cave paintings in it. And so you just kind of start to think about cave paintings. I bet some of those people are just shitty artists. You know what I mean? They Even for the time, there were people out there in the cave painting days who were making these beautiful, realistic portraits of their friends and neighbors and paint. And like, then there's just this asshole who's like carving (laughs) A fucking pyramid headed dude into a rock and that stays forever. (laughs) And the beautiful painting gets washed away. That's as plausible or more. It's more plausible than ancient aliens.
1: Yeah, I think the one interesting thing that comes up in the documentary and in ancient alien theory in general is the Nazca lines. But those are just interesting. They're and, very cool. And they're a thing that no one has ever been able to fully explain. Right. So, of course, you can be like, oh, it's an airport. And sure. And the, when the time travelers came, that was the those were the runways and things. And it's like, right. all right, but what about the fucking chicken in the corner? Like right. What's that for? What's like, the spider? mean? Yeah. What's, yeah, what's like, the guy waving and grabbing his left kneecap? <laughs> what is any of that about? Right. And, and like, then, it, and then it, the answer is so people could see it. Yeah. Okay. Aliens. Yeah, entertainment.
0: You know, aliens yeah. need the entertainment while their ship's landing. And they also, always, they always trot out, you know, when you look at these from the ground, they don't look like anything. They only look like something from a a plane's height. And I'm like, no, there are, they never, met, there's hills. It's the valley, <laughs> Nazca yeah. Valley. There's hills all around the fucking thing. Like, you can see it from that height. People were looking down. And
1: also, if you're standing on the ground, you can see it. And also, yeah, it looks like a cool, like, line design. Yeah, you're at least going to see a bunch of what look like, I don't know, like, shallow canals, sort of.
0: like it, Yeah, they're mostly just, like, because they've been there for so long and because there's so little wind in that region, they just basically removed like the top layer of the dirt and it kept those lines it's fucking cool they're cool as hell and i don't want you to take that away from the (laughs) peruvians honestly
1: and that's actually a thing i don't know if i put it in the notes but that i came across when i was looking into this that's a complaint a lot of people had after chariots of the gods came out because people were like is no one gonna debunk this alien thing like no one's gonna come out and refute this and that's the one thing that he presented in this book that no one ever really took him to task over and it's because no one knows for sure like one person thinks it's like irrigation related and moving water which makes perfect sense one guy thinks it's related to textile production because something they made there had these incredibly long threads and yeah it could be just
0: it could be just art. It could be religious. But again, you know, this is like we were saying earlier. This is just one of those things that it is until we literally actually invent time travel. And even then, who knows? It's just impossible for us to know. We'll never know for sure what the Nazca lines
1: are. I hope we invent time travel and we go back and ask. And whoever we ask is like, oh, this it's an Etsy store. It's just, you you pay me, I'll draw whatever you want on the ground, you go up in the hills and look at it, unless you have an airplane like those people fly over sometimes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's all it is. Why? What'd you think it is? Airport. <laughs> Airport. Come on. Airport. You're For you're, what? You're crazy. Turns out they have time travel, too. <laughs> right.
0: They, <laughs> it's this whole recursive loop. Yeah. Uh
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I feel
0: I don't know. The Nazca lines are just cool. That's all you can say about them yeah. is that they're just cool. I'm glad they exist. I would love to see them in real life.
1: Which is but, another side effect of chariots of the gods. I know Once, it's been they've
0: been trampled over. Yeah,
1: people drive over them. It's like awful. There have been like industries set up around protecting yeah. the Nazca lines because I mean, of and, chariots of the gods in ancient alien and theory. That's one
0: of the ways in which this is just a actually evil work because it has caused material harm to important historic sites. Yeah. And that sucks. I would just like to go like nearby and look at
1: them. I don't need to go down and walk on them. Yeah, no, I'd be be fine to stand on one of those hills and just, yeah, down the hill.
0: I'd like to see it from that angle and then see it from like ground level. And then I'm done. Yeah, I'm good. There are lines in the sand. I don't need to see and it for very long. And I want to do
1: donuts on an ATV around yeah. them. You know, and make Honestly, some lines of my own. What's, what's I would the like big to go deal?
0: to most of the places that were featured in this film, which is why it was generally pleasant to watch. Yeah, because it's like,
1: oh on yeah, a, no, that's on a dirt bike, is what yeah. you're going to say. Right,
0: exactly. But it's like, oh, yeah, La Paz is really cool. I mean, you're portraying it like a city of savages instead of a (laughs) modern capital of a nation. But like, you know, it's still cool. Easter Island. I mean, Rapa Nui is what you should call it, but it's still an interesting place. And those stone heads are cool. Like, you know, that's just kind of was my vibe through the whole thing was like, well, you're here for awful reasons and you're telling me seditious, like awful, insidious lies. But it's kind of cool. Like, I like these things like looks very nice. Yeah, I always like to look at the pyramids. It's funny that they said we don't know anything about the Sphinx. I don't know. That seems like a stretch. Why why, a why don't little. we know anything? Of-
1: I mean, I'm sure we knew less in 1970 than we do I now. Yes, but-,
0: but we didn't know when it was built. Like, it was very <laughs> weird how little information he wanted to give about the Sphinx, which seems like it should be, like, a big deal. And the- it's very, you know, if you want to say something about aliens, it's a big cat guy.
1: Yeah. Was there... Were there any moments that stood out to you that we haven't discussed that you want to talk about? God, not
0: really. It all blends together is the problem. like There's the part where they show the Dogu, the Japanese statue from like the Jomon period. And that was interesting because they showed a expert on screen who was speaking in Russian. And then the narrator just talked over him. <laughs> 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 and just, like, assert all this stuff. And, like, I'm sure the guy was also talking about it representing an alien or whatever. But, like... <laughs> we'll never like, know for sure. Those Dogu statues are pretty cool. Yeah. They're, like, little poofy arm dudes with crazy oval heads. But, like, Jomon period in Japan's fucking interesting in general. So I'd yeah. rather just go learn about that. Watch Princess Mononoke or something instead.
1: Yeah, it really is a whole lot of that. It's a whole lot of, well, what were these people drawing? Why did it look like that? That can't be anything but an alien. And it's like, man, motherfuckers are going to find Pepe the Frog 500 (laughs) years from now and be like, who was this guy?
0: I know. I think about this. Some Luckily, so much of it is
1: executed.
0: Luckily, so much of that bullshit is just. Digital, so like it won't exist in 500 years. Yeah. (laughs) But like, yeah. I mean, there was like one moment where they show like an animal skull and they claim that it was killed by a bullet because it had a round hole (laughs) in the middle of its skull. (laughs) And they're like, it only could have been killed by a high speed projectile. I'm like, you mean like an arrow? An arrow? (laughs) A rock? Bullets aren't the only thing that can penetrate a skull. That's what zombie movies are built on.
1: Yeah. Something falling off of a tree? A pickaxe? I don't know, man. Yeah. So, so, but, but yeah, other like, than you can that, just like fall on something sharp and I feel like it might <laughs> pierce the skull. Yeah, it all kind of blended together. I
0: like, I always like to see the Easter Island heads. Good dudes. Uh, they seem chill. They really um, do. And everything else, again, it just is like National Geographic stock footage. It's cool to see the world in the set in like 1969 Yeah, it's that's fun.
1: Yeah. It's fun in that way. If you're familiar with ancient alien theory, you definitely don't need to watch this for information no. purposes. Like this is a completist thing. Like yeah. if you're just passionate about ancient alien theory and you want to <laughs> see where it all started, this yeah. isn't that, but it's sort of that.
0: I was going to say, yeah, it's, this is not essential viewing in any capacity. No, Unless you are, like you said, just fascinated in the history of this thing. And the fact that this was as a cultural object, it is interesting and it's easier to watch than other conspiracy objects like this. Some of them can be a real struggle. And this one is at least boring and easy on the eyes.
1: Yeah. So uh, I think that's our episode, right? Yeah, I think so. We did it. We made it. Hell yeah! Yeah, don't watch this. Don't no, please don't. Don't believe ancient alien theory. It's racist bullshit, like literal Nazi bullshit. If you're talking about the gods,
0: it's just racist. Like even if it's not fully funded by Nazis, which just seems like it was. If you just think about it beyond the surface level for five seconds, you'll realize the kind of racist underbelly that's underneath and how it is taking credit away from these cultures that are fabulous and are amazing to learn. Go read a history book. There's so much out there about these ancient cultures and what they could achieve and how they achieved it. And that shit's fucking fascinating. Yeah. And this reminded me of it, so I didn't hate watching it. Otherwise, it's worthless.
1: There are some travel channel vibes like you'll learn about cool places that you'll probably want to go see yourself after you see them. Like there's a lot of places that they show in this that I would love to see, but not because I think time traveling aliens again built it. Yeah.
0: Just watch a National Geographic show. Watch Planet Earth. Watch. You know, what's great is that Planet Earth spinoff that David Attenborough did that was called I think it was just called Humans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was about an anthropological version of Planet Earth that was about how humans survive in different environments. And that shit rules and is a million times better than Chariots of the Gods. And it'll give you just as much cool mystery of the human race shit to think about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Watch that instead. Uh do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Uh, maybe, you know,
0: yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Letterbox. That hi there, hi Dar. I'm gonna keep plugging my Letterbox. Nobody gives a shit, but it's the only thing I like writing on these days. I hate tweeting. It makes me feel bad every time yeah, I
1: tweet. I I can't get back into
0: Twitter. It's rough. But but I'm I'm happy to post my zero star review of Trump versus the Illuminati <laughs> and my one star review of Chariots of the Gods. Which gets one star for looking nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does have that going for it. Um, patreon.com/pops on tech. you can get bonus episodes there or right in your Spotify app and soon in your Apple Podcast app. Just bonus episodes everywhere. We're filthy with them. Like Hell last yeah. week's essential listening, our review uh, of Trump versus the Illuminati.
0: You got to check it out. Don't watch the movie, but but listen to the <laughs> show.
1: Or maybe what? No, don't watch the no, movie. No, don't. No, I'm serious. <laughs> it, don't. Especially not if you're a big Sasquatch fan. Just watch Bigfoot versus the Illuminati instead. You know what you watch? The Man Who Killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. You ever seen that movie? No, because that's another one of those movies where it's like, that just seems like a joke movie. No. I don't, like, it, it seems like is, you
0: spawned from a joke.
1: It is not. It is fucking great. I'm not joking. It's good. The Man Who Killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot is right. a legit legitimately very very good movie and it's it's like a real movie it's not the movie you're thinking it is it's not like some sharknado shit it's not Trump versus the illuminati it is great then i'll watch it because i
0: i saw trailers of the posters and stuff like yeah i'm like man i'm so sick of this kind of thing but because here's the
1: thing even the title you're like well why why hitler and bigfoot right i mean yeah the movie makes it make sense like, you understand once it happens, you get why, all right, well, yeah, this is the guy who has to, there is no one else we can send except sort of homophobic and misogynist Sam Elliott. I mean, you,
0: yeah, that whole thing, I hate, ugh. Yeah. I hate. but the, you still- What you, an annoying discussion.
1: But you still have to watch- Movie. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I'm going. Uh, it sounds interesting. Look, I like Sam Elliott. No bullshit that he says on the red carpet or whatever in an interview is going to yeah. change that. I can't help it. I might watch but that
1: movie again this weekend.
0: Whew, I, I, I will check it out because I, up until this point, had just written it off as bullshit. But You'd be surprised. Uh, I will. So that's You're my right.
1: plug. <laughs> the man who killed it, <laughs> and then the Bigfoot. And I think that's it. Let's get out of here. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.